We love cake so much, we decided to make it a full-time business. For me, Sammy. And me, Bronya. Join us on our journey of discovery as we meet fellow cake professionals, artisan cake makers and home bakers who will give tips and advice on the Business of Cake Making podcast, glitter included. Follow us on Instagram and listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean or wherever you listen to your podcast. Sign up to our newsletter and visit the blog at daisycakecompany.co.uk. And go! (laughs) Welcome and hello to the business of cake making. No, I've said that wrong. No, you haven't. Oh, I did. Podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I bet everyone's sat there thinking, oh, God, they've got another jingle. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'll never do it again. I promise. <laughs> You'll never remember that one again. <laughs> Oh, well, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm fine. I'm sounding um, croaky, sexy. um, No, take the sexy away. Stuffed up. If I (laughs) cough and hack. (laughs) Yes, yes, snotty. Snotty's a good one. Yeah, Yeah, I've got a cold. Yeah. I'm glad you're there and not here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I get a cold tomorrow, I'll know who to blame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a cold down the computer computer wires yeah interesting and how are you i'm all right thank you had an exciting week the shed burned down you have had an exciting week yes two fire engines share it it with the listeners two fire engines two fire engines two yeah oh and lots of hunky men at what time in the morning i'd say there was only two hunky men oh (laughs) but the rest the rest were very burly (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah they turned up about quarter to eight uh, my neighbours knocked the door. Well, I've, I can't call it knocking. It was more like bang, 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 bang. Your chair's on fire. screaming. <laughs> we found the fire brigade. And yeah, oh. the shed was on fire. And uh, yeah, we don't have a shed anymore. But that's all right. We're covered by insurance. Always and everyone insurance. was safe. Everyone's safe. Everyone's fine. Yeah. The dogs are fine. <laughs> that's good. As long as everyone's safe and as long as it didn't go into your living area no, then no and um i used my fire extinguisher well there you go yeah win-win <laughs> yeah didn't put it out we i think i think it helped yeah. stop it going Poof. the only time we've ever used a fire extinguisher is is when um oh yeah your our camper camp- van burnt down yeah that's right <laughs> camper van burnt down and we were living in a thatch cottage did you have like a proper big fire extinguisher or a little one. It was a little one that I had for the kitchen. Oh, I said because we used to have we used to le- have to have for our insurance yeah, proper big fire yeah. ones. Um, yeah, and that's the only time they ever got used was when we burnt the camper van down. Yeah, but very exciting yeah. though. Yeah, it was. Is it excitement that you could have done without? Yes, yes, it was because <laughs> I I, um, I felt like I'd uh, run a marathon. Having yeah, run a marathon a long time yeah. ago. I know the feeling and I, I think it was shock and I should have just gone to bed <laughs> yeah, um, or sat down, but I just, you know, tied, carried on. I tidied up my house. Oh, I word. stood, I stood looking at the shed a lot because it's just, <laughs> like it's, it might come back. It might come back. Yeah. If I stand and look at it, it might come yeah. back. And then um, I baked a cake and that's about it. And then I went but to baking bed. a cake. Do you not think that's like that's your normality, isn't it? So it's... yeah. And Mark did buy me uh, a bottle of Malibu to. Um... Oh, okay. And how much of that have you got left? Oh no, I had a very large glass on ice. 
and I <laughs> drank it and I went to bed. Um, not, I drank, I sipped it. And I woke up with a massive headache. So I'm like, oh, oh I'm okay. not doing that again. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, well, well, I'm sorry to hear about your shed. Yeah. But well, I am pleased that no one was hurt. Yes. So what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about, um, do you know, I always think it's really funny because it sounds like a DIY. We're doing yeah. DIY today. Decorating hints and tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, when I was typing in um, to Google for my, um, do my list. Yeah. Um, it, I had to make sure I put cakes in. <laughs> <laughs> so cake decorating hints yeah. and tips and we are not talking about rollers and paint we are talking about cake decorating hints and tips um obviously so sammy and i have been doing this shit for a very very long time yes and we've we've developed a few hacks would you call them hacks i guess techniques wisdom we, oh, that's a good word yeah yeah we, we've developed wisdom we, yeah. we've we've cocked things up along the way yeah yeah uh, and also we've developed things and you know so things that I do now I probably didn't do 13 years ago yeah oh definitely oh so, my god definitely yeah definitely and things have changed I, and I constantly tweak as well because I do know in a podcast I did a few weeks ago or we did yeah. it not just me on my own um, I did say that I completely chill my buttercream cakes. Right. But since I've been doing that, I've decided I don't like doing that anymore. <laughs> and I, I have stopped doing that. But uh, I don't know if that's because the weather's changed now. Oh, it might be. Yeah. yeah. And that is another thing that it, it, that is. Um, so I very, I mean, I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but I don't often put my cakes in the fridge for very long but in the summer hell yeah I do yeah, yeah. and so there are things that would change yeah. over time yes well I'm going to tell you about something that happened to me recently okay so uh, th- this is what's made me tweak it so hmm. I had a wedding and they wanted a buttercream cake with a cascade of sugar flowers and oh. literally top to bottom of sugar flowers yeah. Um, it was Alice in Wonderland themed, so they wanted red and white um, oh. roses. So I did them with polystyrene centers. But when they booked the cake, I did advise them that the sugar flowers would be quite heavy yeah. in the cake, and they were like, "No, that's fine. That's we're willing to take that risk." Um, so I went in. I did everything as I do normally. There was nothing different. Um, I wired my flowers. I put them in their posy picks. That they had long stalks. I didn't. I didn't do them as sprays because I right. didn't want the weight. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should have yeah. done it as a spray. I don't know. But but I um, no. I probably would have done the same. I don't think I would have done this because if yeah. if it's not got the fondant to hold it, I probably would have yeah. done the same. Um, or the ganache <clears throat> as well. Yeah. Uh, as well. So um, I I spoke to the groom. He's an amazing guy we you know we chatted before the wedding um off I go um go to the dentist with my my son and we get in the car and the phone rings and and it's a lady saying hi I'm from um the hotel <laughs> you've just set up a wedding cake here um the front of it's fallen off <gasps> and I was like oh my god oh my god okay I'm coming straight over um and I said have the bride and groom seen it and they went oh yeah they've seen it but they're fine they're okay I mean, how lucky was I? So I get there and basically what's happened 
is um, one rose has fallen from the front right. and it's pulled like a portion of cake right. off. Yeah. Um, so obviously I threw that bit of cake away. I spun the cake round. Um, I hid all the, the, the little holes with buttercream because yeah. I, I still had my kit in the car and obviously it, it had like my repair kit, my buttercream. I have spare buttercream in there. Yeah. Um, and I just rewired all the roses on, we bought, um, popped into Asda and I bought some long, 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 long bamboo skewers. Right. And then um, I, I know technically I shouldn't have done this because following a previous episode, we know that it's not entirely food safe. I wrapped them in um, tape. Not tape. Oh, what well, you you take forestry tape? You take the, the flower to the bamboo skewer. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. that um, I could put it because the room was quite warm as well. Right. So I could stick it right as far yeah. through as I possibly could, so that it wouldn't happen on the other side. And um, and I took a picture, and I've shown loads of people the two pictures, and you can't tell. Oh, which, okay. Which is before and which is after? Yeah. So I messaged him. I'm like, I'm so sorry this has happened. You know, um, this has actually never happened to me before. Yeah. The front of the cake falling off. Uh, the the way the way they made it sound, it was like the whole entire yeah. front of the cake. But it was literally just a chunk out of the middle tier. Right. The rest was okay. And he went, oh, you did warn us that this that you know that the flowers were quite heavy for the cake and yeah. did. And the other, he said the cake was amazing. The guests loved okay. it. The cupcakes all went. There was nothing left. Don't worry. We we you know we're we're so happy with your service. Yeah. Where can we leave a review? Ah, perfect. So, so that cake was that cake chilled or was that cake not chilled? That cake was chilled. Okay. Interesting. But I'm glad it was because the room was warm. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think sometimes with things like um, how cold a cake is going to be, you do have to bear in mind the weather and the venue. Um, and Yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. And and you can't always work to a formula, can you? No, you know? no, no. So, and on this occasion, I, you know, I always seem to have such lovely customers. You I, do? Yeah, you I do. get it must be my customer's it's your ideal, it's your ideal client. That's how yeah. you marketed yourself. Yeah. No. But on the plus side, I did go back um, and they I saw the bride. And okay. it was an, a, a, um, an alternative wedding dress. It was a wedding dress. Had the It was strapless and poofy skirt. Right. But it, it, it had a Alice in Wonderland kind of vibe to it with black Aww. elements and stuff it was really lovely so you know oh, there we go anyway right <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about buttercream first shall we yes Seems... are we talking about classic we're talking about classic icing sugar butter yes yeah american because okay. yeah. that do you know what i did um look up i think i've still got it open um, so there's buttercreams in the world that I didn't even know existed. Oh, there's hundreds of them. Yeah. Um, so uh, ermine buttercream I've yeah. heard of. It's flour. Um, German buttercream. I'd never heard of that. Um, there's it, oh, there's French, which is yolks. Um, yes. There's one that's egg French yolks, one that's all the egg. Yeah. Then there's the meringue. What's German? Um, it's, oops, I've gone too far. 
uh, German buttercream begins to cross over into the world of cooked flour or ermine buttercream using a, both a cooked thickened flour element and egg yolks like French buttercream. The resulting right. buttercream is particularly rich and smooth. Mm. So, and yeah, and then there's Swiss buttercream. And I mean, um, I get I get a lot of people say, "Can um, can my cake not be quite so sweet?" And so I always go, "Right, is it the, the cake or is it the buttercream?" If it's the buttercream you find sweet, maybe a meringue buttercream would be less yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I would say ninety five percent of people just want a classic buttercream. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Uh, I prefer American buttercream, right? But I do. Whenever I taste Swiss meringue buttercream, I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what I what I prefer about the American buttercream is it crusts. Yeah. I like the fact that it crusts. Yeah. Um. And so when you are hand once it's crusted, when you are handling the cakes, like, um, I did a wedding cake earlier on in the year, that you can literally just put tissue around it and pick it up. Yeah. And it. If, as long as you're gentle with it, it okay. doesn't. Go on. Oh, sorry. Um, this this can be, this is a tip. Okay. Right, so you've made a buttercream cake, and I, I'm going to laugh if you already go. Well, I do this. Okay. So I uh, I would normally do it with the t- the tissue paper and stuff yeah. when when you're setting it up. Not tissue paper. I use a spe- this special paper yeah. that I get, and then. Um, so if you put a bamboo skewer down the middle of your buttercream cake, you can lift your cake up and move it around. Did you know that? For yes. God's sake. For God's sake, <laughs> it's only something I've recently known though. Yeah, uh, so you put the skewer through the middle yeah. and you can lift the whole cake with that skewer yeah. in the middle. So it- I've just made, um, a, it's a dummy cake, so I've been putting it in a polystyrene yeah. dummy. But, yeah it made my life so much easier <laughs> but I've also so sometimes then you position your cake on say put your, your yeah. top tip on and it's not quite in the center if you use tissue or buttercream cloths yeah very gently move it around and put your hands right around the cake yeah you don't stick your fingers right in yeah. it and then if you do that and then you you've left a fingerprint whilst the tissue is still on the cake you can use a yeah. smoother to smooth yeah. it out I took, I had a, um, I had a buttercream cake for the day after I came back off holiday. And I said to the, the, the people that I know, so they're friends. And I said, I can make the cake for you. It's for their daughter. I can make the cake for you. Um, but I'm going to have to freeze it and I'm going to have to freeze it completely decorated. So I froze it in two tiers. Um, and then literally got home from holiday, took it out of the freezer, let it defrosted and then put the top tier on. And then it had like a, a band that went around it. And then I went and delivered it and he came out and helped. And he did that thing where he held it against oh, his... Oh, yeah. Hold and it, was it straight, hold it straight. Yeah, and, and I kept saying to him, the boxes aren't strong, just so, but he held it against his chest. And then when he opened it, he went, oh God, I'm so sorry. Because it was like this big squish on it. But I just got a buttercream cloth and I flattened it down and I smoothed it round and it was like he'd never done it. That's right. And yeah, yeah. brilliant. Buttercream cloths you- and smooth just they're wonderful but you can only do that I think you can only do that on a crusted cake if you try to do that with a Swiss meringue or Italian meringue I find that harder because it, they're, they're sticky and you can't use yeah you can't use cloths on them so they're sticky because they're stickier so what do you color your buttercream with um I use 
a variety of things. I tend I tend not to use dusts in my okay. buttercreams at all. Yeah. Um because um Yeah, I find dust difficult in buttercream definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I, I tend to use a bit of everything really. Right. I, I do um use as well colour mills, booster. Sometimes yeah. you can't get that intensity yeah. that you want. Though that it's all the rage at the moment for to well you said it as to top you just stick blender yes you stick blend there are yes yeah. and i this cake that particular cake had red on it and yeah. i use my stick blender with the red and it it's just amazing yeah Absolutely and some amazing. people have been putting it in the microwave as well so yeah. That, yeah, that's another tip yeah. yeah um how do you um mix your buttercream um Right, so I do mine in a sand mixer. Yeah. With a pack attachment. Yes. Um, although I've made a cake today, so I always mix up my butter first, make my butter quite soft first, then put the icing sugar in and then mix it, I don't know, I would say a good five minutes. So I, I, I do mine slightly differently. I put the butter in and I, I whisk, the paddle whisk. Yeah, the, the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, so that it changes colour and it's light and floofy. Oh, and then you put your ice. And, and then sugar I in. put my ice and sugar in and just mix it till it's combined. Oh, okay. Then uh, I put in a touch of hot water. Yeah, a bit of boiling water because it starts yeah. to break down the crystals yeah. off your ice and sugar, and, and it, it makes just it... makes so yeah. much nicer. It's really smooth. Yeah. I but t- today, so I was mixing it, and I mixed it for probably about five minutes. I think I had my paddle attachment a little bit too fast because mm-hmm. it had too much air in it. So oh, then yeah, when yeah. I came to smooth it, it just, I just kept getting big potholes. Yeah. It. So then I had to get, I had to go rummaging because. I've had to move out my garage because we're having our garage refitted. Um, I had to go rummaging through a million boxes um, to find my creaming BT, you know, the one that smooths down the edges. Yeah. Because that actually knocks out more of the air, I find, um, because I was really struggling because it had too much air. So if you whisk, if you beat your buttercream too quickly for too long, you'll get big air pockets and it just is a nightmare. Um, So when you're doing royal icing... Um, when you take your icing before you put it in your piping bag, if you put it on the um, your board, yeah, and then you paddle it with the yeah. spatula, that knocks the air out as well. So I, the same applies to buttercream, but yeah. use it in such large quantities. Yeah, that was the thing. I had so much in yeah. in my bowl. The other thing, um, a good way to make sure you don't get too much air in it is that if you make a massive quantity yeah. and your paddle is below the surface of the buttercream when you're mixing because then it can't pull any air in yeah yeah um, but not, you're not always making that that bigger that much yeah. but yeah the hot water tip the boiling hot water tip yeah. just a little dribble because uh, i just used to use milk yeah but, I think... but, but then that milk can go off it can spoil yeah. whereas hot water yeah it's it's a great yeah. tip and um so what i like to do i don't do it every time what i like to do is at the beginning of the week you cover your boards yeah and you're doing all your prep work so I like to make up my buttercream in advance. Right. So, because um, I hate crumb coating. I really, <laughs> it's not my favourite to chore. So you make it in advance. You can wrap it up in cling film or yeah. you can put it into tubs and pop it into the fridge. Yeah. Um, and then pull it out just before you want to use it. Give it a quick whizz and you're ready to go. Ready to go, yeah. Yeah. When you crumb coat... Um... 
So when I, what I've started doing when I crumb coat now is I take a big spoon of buttercream out of my big pot, mm-hmm. put it in another bowl, and I microwave it till it's really soft. Not runny, but really soft. Makes butter, it makes crumb coating so much easier. Because really? you're putting... Because it's like um, it's like a, a runny ganache, that mm. kind of texture, mm. and you're not fighting with the cake and the buttercream. You're literally just smoothing like a liquid. Oh, what, on the outside? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, in my head, I was I was one step ahead. So uh, you know, look, like when you're doing your layers. For your oh cakes. no no no! I'm talking about crumb coating. Yeah. yeah just so, yeah. so it makes the. So I always make I always crumb coat with a runnier buttercream. Yeah. Than anything else. So um. When uh, I do my layers, I like to do them the night. So I bake them. Yeah. And I wait for them to cool and I crumb coat them that night. Oh, or, interesting. And then I leave them out of the fridge overnight. Right. Not every time. Okay. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm a bit, you know, See, I, I, I bake and I freeze them. Even... If I'm going to decorate the next day, I will freeze them overnight. Oh, because it actually, I've what I found is I get less crumbs. Somehow the it, yeah, I, it's like the outside of it's a bit more stable. Yeah. Um, and, and then you- I will defrost, and I will I'll do it when it, I will decorate a cake if it's very slightly cold. I won't decorate a cake frozen. I know some people do decorate frozen yeah, layers. Yeah, they do. They do. I've heard that. Yeah, oh, I, I, I have done it myself before, but right. I, prefer, I prefer it like yeah, because it settles and it changes and yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I like to the next day. So you've done your crumb coat, um, and then I will put on the what I call the final coat. Yeah. Um, before I then either decorate it or cover it with sugar paste, but. Semi-naked cakes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So. The devil's work. Yes. (laughs) So um, I I like to crumb coat it, leave it to settle. Yeah. And then the next day, I put it into chill. So you could either freeze it or chill it. And just 15 minutes. And then you whip up your buttercream so it's nice and floofy. Yeah. Slap it on all over the cake and then scrape go around back. with your scraper yeah. when you do semi-naked cakes do you stack your layers completely on top of one another or do you offset them so sometimes you see them coming through oh see- I, yeah i see what you mean no i i always stack them because I occasionally i would like so say it's like four layers of cake yeah. i'll shove one slightly off center so then when you're scraping it you see that and that's when you get that semi-naked bit because that's off center a little bit yeah um it does give me the heebie-jeebie slightly because i'm obviously not yeah the center of gravity is not always that great um but just like a couple of millimeters and then you when you're scraping it back you will see that cake coming through and it will give you that semi-naked look i may try that but seeing as i've had cakes collapse in the past yeah I try not to do very many semi-naked cakes to be fair um okay so still talking about buttercream yeah do you flavor your buttercream at all I do I very rarely flavor the outside flavor though no I tend to do that as vanilla 
Yeah. So yeah, if I'm covering or chocolate, chocolate, chocolate or vanilla. Yeah. Um, but the inside I will flavor. Yeah. But I very rarely flavor the the covering that people mm-hmm. is going to people are going to see. Um, so I like use uh, lemon if it's uh, zest of lemon or zest of orange. Yeah. Um, Cocoa or or melted chocolate, melted white. Chocolate. Sorry, I was looking at my pet my wordings my listings oh yeah and i've got sc what's sc salted caramel oh yeah the only thing i find is so because so sometimes i will if it's like a someone wants a strawberry buttercream i will put strawberry jam in but then yeah, it makes it quite sloppy so you have to put more icing sugar in oh yeah so and lemon curd i have a real problem with lemon if i can't put i used to always put lemon curd into my lemon butter into my buttercream to make it lemon but there's something I don't know. I don't know whether it's me or whether it's lemon curd nowadays. It makes it really unstable. Makes the the buttercream really oh, unstable. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Well, I tend to use lemon zest. Yeah, I've t- that's what I've started yeah. using lemon zest yeah. and a tiny little bit of of juice. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, putting lemon curd in it just makes the whole thing just kind of yeah want to collapse. I prefer using extracts rather than essences yes yes they're more natural darling yeah and then um a lot of the flavor you can get there's so many flavorings out there yeah Um, you have to experiment because sometimes you buy something and you'll think oh my god this is so disgusting and other times you buy another product and it's like it's like do you you know like the um the cream cheese emulsion i don't i won't i just say yeah um, because that cream cheese emulsion that is just nasty not I'm going to say L'Oreal. It's not. It's Loran or L'Oreal or something like that. Um, And it just it doesn't taste like cream cheese at all. It just tastes a bit wrong. But you can get um, cream cheese. I've used I've used um, cheesecake flavor. Oh, oh, what the um, icing sugar things? No, um, you can actually buy. uh, I've forgotten what what. Oh, look, we're doing that thing I've been trying not to do. <laughs> we, we, we've really tried really hard at the beginning. So we're not go- we are going to know what we're going to talk about this today. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, they're grey bottles. They're um, free from, you can get them from cake staff squads and stuff like that. I can see I've got a row of them in my fridge, um, but they do. Well, like foodie flavours? Yeah, something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've just dropped my book. Sorry. <laughs> so i use those yeah i did when i worked at the bakery though um they used to have a, ca- a carrot cake and they used to put cream cheese frosting on it and i remember saying to the, the head baker there is that real cream cheese frosting they went oh yeah yeah I'm like, but shouldn't that be refrigerated and he said that because the sugar percentage was a, it was a certain high percentage the cream cheese would be okay and it wouldn't spoil. I'm like, really? I said, because I've always been told that cream cheese should be kept in the fridge. And he said, no, no, no. He said, because it's like a 60% sugar, you're going to be fine with it. So I've no, I still haven't done it because I'm still quite nervous of doing it. But apparently if you've got a really high percentage of sugar in your buttercream, you should might just have to check that out. Yeah. I'm just going to write that down. So it could be that, you know, us cake makers have been sweating about this for, for no reason all this time. Right. I've added it to my list. Right. So, um, okay. 
sorry to interrupt the episode, but we have following this episode, recording this episode, we've just done a bit of digging and we cannot find anywhere where it says that you can leave cream cheese frosting or otherwise out of a fridge for more than four hours. So please don't do it. Um, I do believe that the person that told me this possibly was talking rubbish. Um, I don't know. Unless your environmental health officer tells you otherwise, please refrigerate your cream cheese frosting. Uh, Back to the episode. Oh, I've got another tip for decorating your buttering cream cakes. Your buttering cream? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go on. You know know when you pipe on the top of the cake? Mm -hmm. Um, I've done this many a time before and I always think, oh, you stupid twit. (laughs) You pipe too close to the edge. So then it just tumbles over the edge. So if if you always pipe in a little bit, that gives you some stability. Good tip. Good tip. Yes. And also, if you are piping rosettes on the top of a cake, so if you're piping like um, swirls on the top of the cake, don't start and go round the cake. Do one and then do the opposite side and then do quarters and then do the really? middle. Because then you're going <laughs> to... Because otherwise you do rosettes all the way round and then you'll get to the end yeah, and, it, and, and you won't have enough space or you've got no, too much space right. and it never yeah. fits. So do opposites and then do the up of the quarters. And oh, then you're the so whole... clever. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about drips, baby. Oh, let's talk drips. about you. I do me. love a drip. What do you drip with mainly? Um, do you know I haven't done a drip cake for ages? I do do them. I do do. I, I do them a lot. Yeah. Um, but I haven't recently. Um, I buy the heat the bottle up ones and oh, squirt okay. those in the cake. Um, I I make the chocolate and then I I do the drip and I add Did a little I, bit of oil to that to make yeah, it runny. Ever drip with chocolate? Really? White chocolate, little bit of oil. Always put a little bit of oil on. Yeah. And on a, I, this is the time when I really will chill the cake. If you've got a really nice chilled cake, yeah, your drip will start to drip, and then it'll set it, yeah. which would be nice. Um, and colouring chocolate, always oh, use an oil-based based. colour. Colour mill is very good. Yeah, colour mill or a dust. I will uh-huh. use dusts colouring chocolate. So I, I won't, because again, it always goes tits up for me. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you if you're colouring chocolate and you try and use a gel. The gel has got water in it, which may make your chocolate seize, which yeah. will just be an absolute nightmare. And it's um, always when you're in a rush. That always. Happens. And so, you've run out of chocolate. Yeah. That's the yeah, last of your, your chocolate. Last. That was your <laughs> last bar of chocolate. Yeah. And I just I just use a cheap, a cheap white chocolate every time and colour it with a bit, yeah, a little bit of oil in it. I do or, love a drip. Top tip. Buy a cheap cheap chocolate and an expensive chocolate, and then you heat like uh, a bit of the cheap and a bit of the expensive. But I do. So have, I I eat quite a lot of the white chocolate. Yeah, that's my problem. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So when you drip, how how do you drip? Um. Do you do you use a squeezy bottle? Well, if you were doing use... a classic, if you're doing a classic. Lots of drips going Straight around. Line. Yeah, I probably it would depends. If I'm using the chocolate, I do it with a spoon. Yeah, I always do a spoon. And yeah. if I'm using a squeezy bottle, I use a squeezy yeah. bottle. Yeah, I, I always drip with a spoon. I prefer um, just a teaspoon. I prefer the spoon though than the squeezy bottles. 
Um, but I say I'm doing a different colour. I tend to buy the the bottles. Right. But um, yeah. you have to make sure you heat it to the right temperature. Um, sometimes you get a blockage in the little hole, so you have to make sure Ooh. that's clear and things yeah, like blockage that. Blockage in your hole is not good. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and um, before, Sorry. You, before you get to your drip, <laughs> you, um, so you, um, there's a variety of scrapers you can use on the yes. market. So my, I've got I've got lots in my drawer. Oh, I've got hundreds of bloody scrapers, and um, I still only use two. Yeah, well, I only use one, and right. it's my very tall metal scraper. Yeah, that's so. I've got a short metal scraper, which is like a classic bench scraper, which yeah. is a nine, a bread one, and I've got a Lizzie Lou nine inch. Yeah, sorry, I'm yawning. Oh, so you're not worried. My style zero yeah. nine inch. You you favorite. had that as a product of yeah. the week. It's, and I've got I've got plastic scrapers, I've got acrylic scrapers, I've got so many different scrapers, um, and a nice metal scraper with a sharp ninety degree angle at yeah. the bottom is the best. Because I've got a Wilton one and it's got rounded corners. Yeah. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Yeah, metal scraper through all the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when you go around your cake, do you do it at a 40 to 5 degree angle? Always. Always. And always one whole round. Yes. Yes. So Don't you stop halfway to move hold your hand. the back of the yeah. um, spinning wheel and then yeah. your your scraper on the side, spin it round. And right the way around because if you go halfway and then take your hand off and move it you'll end up with lines and ridges yeah, so yeah. one whole way round every single time and you taught me that from buttercreaming yeah that's what you do on butter i'm uh, not buttercreaming uh, royal, royal icing, royal icing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah all the way around one yeah. hole the only thing is i would say um as we're getting towards the winter make sure you roll your sleeves up when you do that because if you lean over the cake and you've oh, got yeah. baggy sleeves, it's really annoying. <laughs> I'm like, why would you roll up? Because <laughs> you're leaning over, aren't you, yeah. to go right the way round sort of thing. And have a large jug with hot water in it, Yeah. Um, a clean tea towel or a paper yeah. towel, put your spatula in there and your metal scraper in there and uh, away you go. Yeah, it's much yeah. easier. Always, always have a tea towel to wipe it off with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because that's the other thing is that don't try and – if you go around once with your, your scraper, you should clean it off because if you try and go around again and you've already got buttercream on there and bits on there, then you're going to yeah. end up with dents and dinks. And so yeah. every, always clean your scraper off every time between yeah. between each time. Um, and we forgot to mention proformers. Yes, as well which yeah. is a, a tool which will help you get a nice sharp edge and even sides okay me again right um sorry to interrupt yes we are very aware that we have just called the pro froster a pro former um we have no excuse for this other than occasionally we're just a little bit rubbish maybe but yes it is a pro froster the pro froster not a pro former that's an invoice that's something completely different uh yeah back to the episode i do i like using that if i am ganashing a wedding cake yeah because it's got the it's it's not only is it an, a right angle down the edge you've got that the top, top as well it, it top, yeah yeah it's the and top it levels part. it yeah yeah so if so i'm do doing like a ganache it's particularly wedding cakes or stacked cake or tiered cakes 
I will use my Proforma because, um, yeah, it just gives you a really nice, clean, straight, level edge. Yeah. Um, so um, we could have talked about fillings, couldn't we? No, because this is about decorating. Okay, then. Cut that out. Cut! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, sugar pastes. Yeah. So they're, Buy they're... the most expensive you can afford, please. Yeah. Please. Don't... That's my chair, not me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or actually something that I have done in the past is I've had expensive sugar paste and I know it's not going to be enough and I've not had time to order or I've not thought about this and gone, mm. oh, shit, I need some sugar paste. And so I will mix some supermarket with it. Yeah. So I'll have made, like maybe half and half or one third, two thirds. Yeah. But don't ever try and cover your cake with supermarket sugar paste. Holy well, holy. I'm I'm going to disagree with you oh. on there because I am quite partial to Tesco's. Is um, it different from others then? It's kind of similar in my mind to Couture. Okay. So I I really get on with it well. Right. Um, I don't use it all the time, but if I'm going to buy a supermarket um, sugar paste, I will buy... I will go out of my way to yeah. buy specifically buy that one. I do, and they do one called Molly's as well. Oh yes, Molly's is their brand, isn't it? Yeah, one of their and brands. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't cover a cake. You cannot cover a cake with that. It's, oh really? But it's really good for covering boards. Okay. So okay. I, I, I'll buy the like um, Molly's and Tesco's yeah. and Couture. Well, like tonight, I've covered um, a pumpkin cake, and I um, had. Half a pack of um, couture, but not quite enough. And I didn't yeah. want to open another pack. So I just literally needed a, a hand-sized yeah. part. And I had a bit of um, Tesco's open left over. So I, I combined it with that. Yeah, see, I'll, I'll happily do that. but Because the reason is, is that supermarket sugar paste is designed for people that aren't used to making cakes. And so it's easy to use. So it's soft. It rolls out really easy. But the yeah. problem with that is it's not strong enough. It doesn't have the elasticity. Oh. And you get so, an elephant skin. Yeah it, well. it, yeah, it dries really quickly. So you need a good quality sugar paste that has got the elasticity. It's been made in order to... And it, start, it will start rock hard. Chances are you won't be able to knead it and you've got to knead it really yeah. well and you won't be able yeah. to use it at first. But that's the joy of it because it means it's tough and it's... You know, it's it's good quality, but I'm quite happy. Yeah, I'm quite happy to mix a bit of, yeah. as we used to eloquently call it in the shop, shit sugar shit paste. Sugar paste. <laughs> <laughs> in with so, my good sugar paste. Yeah. Um. So there. I mean, there's so many brands out there. Yeah. But my my um, and I've used lots of them. There's certain brands I hate, right. but but I know other people love them. But but it. Should, so your couture is your go-to, is it? Couture is my go-to. Massa. If I'm feeling like oh, spit spenny, yeah, yeah. Um, and Tesco. So those are the three that I tend right. to go through. So uh, a few weeks ago, I had a, a cake disaster, and um, I'd run out. So right. um, I had to use. Uh, I don't want to say the brand because I don't feel it's very yeah, nice. Renshaw, but did you, right? So Renshaw. So Renshaw is one of my go-to pastes, but yeah. it's only the Renshaw Extra. So this was Renshaw's from Craft. Yeah, well, Renshaw's got something like three, four different brands. Yeah. So they've got like the Renshaw covering paste, 
Renshaw Sugar Paste, Renshaw Extra. Um, yeah, so I will, so my two go-to that I will use are the Sugar Paste and Renshaw Extra. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I like I love, that one. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I love Renshaw, the, the Sugar Paste, but that is like rock solid. When yeah. that comes out of that packet, you have to put yeah. it in the microwave for 30 seconds or you're doing nothing with it. Yeah. Um, or Renshaw Extra, which is their professional level sugar paste. But what I do find is it's really stretchy. It's really, really. Um, I was watching a um, Enrico. We had oh yeah, and he was using and I think it's a new paste. Um, it, I, I only cut. Do you know when you catch the back end of it and then it yeah. disappears? Um, and it was super stretchy. And he was oh. making moulds with it. So I'm going to go back and investigate oh, that. Yeah. See that one. Yeah. But yeah. But people have different temperatures. Like I've got, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a hot-blooded woman. Yeah. If you've got, got hot, hot hands. hands. Yeah. If yeah. you've got hot hands, you can't use some stuff. Find the one that works for you and stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, I do I like playing chore. around as well. You yeah. like couture. No, I don't. I find couture too sticky. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I find, I, I, I struggle with, I will use couture over Asda, believe yeah. but I struggle with couture more than the sugar paste. Yeah, I, so I love it. It's I just find it so lovely yeah. and it's just, it, it just works really well. Yeah. Yeah. And again, do you, what colourings do you use? Um, again, I will use anything that I've got, really. Yeah. So yeah. whether it's... I will more, use a dust. Yeah. Um, I use a, dust... Very occasionally. I, would, See, I don't use dust in sugar paste, but I will use it in a flour paste because mm-hmm. it's smaller amounts. Yeah. Oh, I use it in flour paste. Yeah. Dust. Um, I did actually use dust tonight because um, I'm doing this pumpkin cake and I made orange, but I'd run out because I'm trying to use all my colours up. Oh, yes. So I've actually run out of orange. So I was going to do yellow and red but yeah. i've run out of yellow as no. well yeah it's it's so cool that like the way that it's going um, um but you but, need you, you're gonna need red yellow and blue though aren't you yeah 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 so when i go to cake international i'm gonna okay all right stock yeah, up. okay but i i wanted to get because some of them i've had for so long and i was like let's just just use them all yeah um so i found a neon orange dust in oh, my, in my drawer, and it and it worked a treat. It was brilliant, lovely. So, yeah, yeah, I do like a dust in in flour paste. I like a dust. I find kneading it into sugar paste a bit tiresome, but tiresome, so yeah. tiresome. Okay. So when you roll your your so rolling your flat your sugar paste out, yes. What do you roll it out on? I roll it out on corn flour because icing sugar is too scratchy. I don't use anything don't you oh you've got one of those mats haven't you i've no i use a cutting mat uh-huh. so you know the self seat you know the little self yes. cutting mats. i bought a big one that's mm. the depth of it's about the depth of my my work surface and i use that mm. and the reason i do it is because when i started making cakes at home again jules really complained about the icing sugar he said really? it just yeah he said it just makes everything sticky he said i know you clean it all up but it's still sticky and it is scratchy because it is isn't it it's quite a, a yeah. harsh um and we used to have wood work surfaces and he said and it got into the grain yeah, and it was really it horrible yeah. so i bought this massive cutting mat and i don't i don't need to use anything mm. under my sugar paste mm. now and it's lovely because i know another baker mm. 
um, from Ditsy's Cakes, Suzanne, she oh. uses those. Oh, does she? But she's got a sheeter as well, isn't she? Yeah, she's got everything. Yeah, she's living the dream. Yeah, she's got a sheeter. Um, so yeah, no, I like I love a rolling pin. Yeah, yeah, I do. What I rolling really pin have you got? Lo- I've got a, a massive acrylic one. Right, white. Yes, <laughs> and I also have an antique wooden one um, that I use for my marzipan. Right. Okay. Because I've got a kingpin. Oh, I know. I, I treated. As, you did yeah, that. As I treated myself week. to the kingpin, yeah. and I would, if you have the money to spend on it, and you do a lot of fondant work, mm. I would highly recommend it. It just takes all the tennis Albert oh, as well. Yeah, you had tennis Albert, didn't you? Because it's it's like the old fashioned ones that it, it rolls on a spindle, and it yeah. is that white acrylic stuff, so it doesn't stick. Um, yeah, I love I love my kingpin. And it's really good if you have an intruder to hit around the head. Yeah. Really, really heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, we've done like the shoe pace and all of that stuff. Uh But so I'm going to talk about um, flowers now. Right. But first of all, kits. What should you have in your kit? Right. My kit has been largely the same now for five years. I haven't added hardly anything to it I haven't really taken anything away from it um so I have so other than like the big rolling pin and all the big stuff at home in my like toolbox I have a little decent rolling pin I have some good quality modeling tools I have a good quality knife um and then I have the wires and the flower stuff and all that sort of stuff yeah um but it's generally just good quality tools. Yeah. Few, but good. Yeah. Because, um, so I watched um, a tutorial and I, le- I learned a new flower method. So, you know, you have a tool with a, like a shell shape on it. Mm-hmm. You can use that on your flower and it gives it like um, those, a tulip effect. You know, the flowery tulip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I had, this was, I've never used this tool before. Um, and it was one from when I first started baking and it was, it's a red tool. So right. that gives you an idea of how yeah. cheap it was. Um, and I'm using it and it snapped. Yeah. And I was devastated because it, it was, yeah. So, and, and, I mean, we had, I remember at the shop, we had, um, I bought a load of tools because we were doing classes and I bought a load of tools online and they were really cheap and they were actually called oddling tools. They'd missed the M <laughs> off on the packet. They were that cheap. Couldn't even afford the M. Um, and they all like, the ends just kept falling off. Yeah. And, yeah. And so it's, it's not and worth it's, it. It's just a false economy. If you keep, yeah. cause you keep buying shit tools, Yeah. just spend the money on, but decide what you're going to make. Cause oh, I've got, um, I've got the sugar works innovation, the sugar shapers. I spent a lot of money on them. Mm. they're like i bought the two you use two those kits. all the time don't yeah, you yeah but i but i knew i was going to use them and that's what i use all the time so know what you're going to use and when you've got kind of go they're the modeling tools i like they're the tools that i like yeah. go and spend decent money on them yeah um dresden tools i use oh, i use all the time i love a, um, a good tool. pair of nail scissors yeah yeah nail yeah you you've you've done nail scissors as a yeah. product of the week i've yes. just bought a new pair <laughs> actually so i'm going to be using them this evening because i'm going to be making spiders nice so they nice. give them nice 
spider effect. Um, uh, scissors are scissors are very much underrated. I do, I use my scissors yeah. a lot. Yeah. I cut. So if I'm if I'm covering a cake, rather than using a knife, I'll get my scissors out. I'll cut the fondant with my scissors. You know, it's just, good idea. Just, and um, what else? Scalpels. Yes, yeah, a good scalpel. Definitely um, a scalpel and good brushes. Oh yeah, well, I've done brushes. Yeah, uh, multiple uh, times. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but, good brushes. Yeah. So I have recently updated my um, how I have my toolkit out on the table because before I've moved all my room around. Right. So now I have a a tool basket, and I've got a pot with my everyday brushes, a pot with my shitty brushes, a yeah. pot with my dusting brushes. <laughs> Um, which are really nice and then I have a pot with my modeling tools yeah including my rolling pin and then I have a pot with what I call my detritus right. word you like to use which has got yeah. the bits and bobs that like my palette fit anywhere else yeah. yeah yeah and then I keep some sugar paste and model paste in there I see. I do also like um a little palette knife. You know the little teeny tiny. Yeah, palette knives. yeah. They're so how do you like when you're pulling? You you've rolled something out. You've and it's made stuck to the bloody surface. Yeah. So you yeah. just pop your, <laughs> your palette knife underneath yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And a ball tool. I do like a good ball tool. Oh yeah. So I bought um, my ball tools years and years and years ago. That actually um, not great. I go back to it every single really? time, yeah, and use it. It's one of the metal ball tools, yeah, but it's got a little bit of bubble on the the ball, so Ooh, sometimes it mucks, yeah. So I every year I look at Cake International. I should just do it. I should just buy one. Come on, Sammy. Yeah, but I do use also use my rolling pin. Yeah, the NG rolling pin, and yeah. I've got a rose petal rolling pin tool as well. Right. So we were discussing this earlier. Don't buy cheap. Yeah. And don't buy it all. Exactly. Yeah. Just I, what I've written down is buy the best tools you can afford, but not too many. Mm. Yeah. The other thing is because there is always an instance where. So it happened to me recently. I came down to you and I went, do you happen to have. Um, it was at some sort of mould. Oh, it was a clock. Oh, yes. And you had a clock mould. Because I'd been looking, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to buy one of them. It's going to cost me a tenner. I'm yeah. only ever going to use it once on this cake. And that's really annoying. So get yourself a good network of cake makers yeah. in your area. Yeah. So you can put a call out. Does, before I go and buy one, does anyone have this particular mould? Yeah. Because it's all about swapping and sharing. and yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Cake friends, they're great. Yeah, so I'm going to just touch quickly on um, sugar flowers. Okay. Or, well, it you, this covers everything, really, because you'd yeah. use it in mould as well. So do you use cornflour or do you use Trex? I tend to use Trex okay. because I find cornflour will start to dry your paste out. Um, corn Trex, I put it on my hands to stop it sticking to my hands. Yeah. And also, it, it's lovely for your hands. <laughs> And our top tip, I have, you know, one of those little jam pots. Yeah. So I have some in my jam pot. Yeah. And then I put the rest in the fridge. Yes. Yeah. So but it's, it's great for your hands. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it, it doesn't dry your paste out and it doesn't discolour your paste in any way. So yeah, I always use Trex. Oh, I use both. Oh, God. I'm a both gal. You are so extravagant. Yeah. 
but I was watching um, a Katie Sue video and Nicholas Lodge was um, making um, rose cones. Oh, yes. They've got a Katie Sue mould where you can make the little rose cones. Okay. And he would, um, he was using both. He was using treks inside the mould. Right. And then cornflour on the little thing that he was doing. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You should go and watch it to make sure yeah. I've told you right. When you're making buds, because talking about that, when you're talking about, you're talking about cones, when you're making buds, do you do it with the, you do make a hook in your, in yeah. your, your wire, stick it in, turn it yeah. around and pinch it down? Yeah. I buy poly balls now, though. Oh, okay. Right. And but I, another, I've... Sorry, but if you're doing like little ones, if you're doing like the little dinky ones, yeah, you know, if you're doing like filler flowers and all yeah. that chisel, my top tip, get yourself a tea light and light it. Stick the end of your wire and heat it up and then stick it in your sugar paste ah. and it sticks to it. So you don't have to go through that fannying about of putting hooks in your wires, sticking it in and all that. You literally use the end of a, the end of a hot yeah, Hot having wire. had firemen, um, yeah, then that's fine. I get that. <laughs> they did say to me, "Do you use tea lights? Make sure you always put them on a uh, yes on a plate if you yes, and to. blow them out when you go to bed." Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I tend to now for for just little filler flowers. I tend to use a flame rather than hooks. Yeah, and do you use? Because uh, I have a massive problem with um, humidity in my house. Yes. Every, but do you not think this yeah. year has been, this summer has been very humid? Yeah. It's been very yeah. wet this year, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I um, move things around my house <laughs> to, to so I know it's a dryish room. Right. So I'll move yeah. to another room. But you can buy a dehumidifier. We've bought a dehumidifier for our bedroom in the last few weeks. Yeah. Because I has. But I used to live in a very old house. So I used to live in a 500-year-old thatch cottage. The damp there was next level to the point that I could never make macarons. I just no, you couldn't. couldn't make no. macarons. Um, and I would make a rose. So I'd make a rose at the shop and then I'd bring it home. And within an hour, it would just collapse. Yeah. It was, it was so, so I learned to keep things in a small confined space with a lot of fans hitting whatever you, you're trying to do. Um, Cause yeah, humidity is just a bitch. You, it's you a dehydrator. Almost... Oh. I was meant to say. Have you got I've a dehydrator? Re- no, I bought oh. one. I've, uh, my air fryer's got one, but oh. um, but um, obviously we cook meat in there, so I can't yeah. really use it. <laughs> but Ooh, I sausage flavour. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, so talking about trying to dry your flowers, yeah. um, that how do you hang your flowers? Because I have a you know those inside a shelf you can get a shelf yes yeah um it's like a, it, it's like a it's, separate little shelf inside a shelf thing yeah, yeah. you get and, them from ikea yes or yeah. i got mine from asda okay and, it, and it's just like a wire rack yeah and i hang my flowers on those right so i have got and i think we used to use it at the shop um it was like a tree thing that opens yeah. up i think that's um, a squire's one isn't it yeah or something, something like that along those lines but sometimes I can't be bothered to because that's right at the bottom of my kit and I can't bother yeah. to get it out. Um, I've got um, they're like stacking wire racks. 
you know, mm-hmm. like cooling racks. Yeah. And they stack like three high. Yeah. And I sometimes use the edges of those. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, going idea. back to when we lived in the thatch cottage, we didn't have heating there. We had a fire. So we had mm-hmm. log fires under a thatch cottage. Talk about, you talk about fire? That's the fear. Um, <laughs> but we, so I used to dry flowers over the fire. Yeah. And I used to put them on the mantelpiece and I used to have, um, a dummy so I'd have a square dummy which I'd weight down with something and I would stick the flowers in the dummy and hang them over the edge <laughs> over the fire to dry them oh my God. yeah the, the trauma I used to go to in that house um um so sorry I'm just reading my my awful spelling um so um when you're making your flowers or or even working on my workspace, I have a self-sealing cutting mat, which I love you can get. Them, yeah. You get on the internet and get them off yeah. hobby craft. And That's what like I roll that. my fondant out on. A massive yes. self-sealing rolling um, cutting mat. Love them, and I have a little one for like yeah, I've got little ones. Yeah, love I've got little ones as well, which are really handy for moving things around as well. Yeah, I love um, that lighting. Very important <laughs> because I work in a conservatory, and the light in there is appalling. So I have um, one of those special lamps that you can also get from Hobbycraft, which will, you can pivot. You've used that as one of your products of the week. Very, yeah. very early on, you've used that. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so I, I use that a lot. Yeah. Good light. You can't go wrong with good lighting. You Especially really now, now it's getting a bit dark. Clocks change. I'm just... yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, you can't go, you can't go wrong with a, a good, a good bit of lighting. It's, and, and if you need glasses, please wear them just yeah. saying from experience <laughs> um, i remember what? at the shop actually with your glasses you used to always say you used to step back and take your glasses off and you used to go yeah it looks so much better now yeah <laughs> <laughs> be half blind things look much yeah. better yeah <laughs> um watch tutorials because that's that's a top tip if you don't yeah. know how to do it or you're struggling watch a tutorial and a lot of the time is so for example like if you're making like a little animal for the top of a kid's a kid's cake Mm. you might be really 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 good at making dogs but then someone asks for a cat just go and look at yeah cat quickly yeah don't try and do this shit from memory because you will get something well i've just made a pumpkin cake we all know what pumpkins look like but (laughs) i still looked up a picture of a pumpkin yeah (laughs) but actually look at the the real thing don't go and look at someone else's fondant cat yeah oh no i I looked at a real real one and then real pumpkin yeah and then stylize it but yeah Yeah. just go and we've all got the internet please use it it's it's a wonderful tool do you know what we haven't covered Go on. <laughs> covering cakes covering cakes covering cakes we're talking fondant covering yes so, so are you still not ganashing your cakes um i i'm a 50 i'm 50 50 now if okay it's a, it it depends on what on, on um how how much they've paid <laughs> <laughs> okay i get that um or, or um, how organised I am as well. But now okay. in, I think in the the summer months I will, if right. I've got if I've got a fondant cake, I'm going to cover it. I mean sculpted cakes, I I cover. Yes, every time. Um, I ganache anyway. Every time. Um, um, and um, I just roll it out. Ninety nine percent of the time, I just roll my sugar paste out, and then 
lift it with my arm. I don't yeah. use a roller pin and put it over the cake. I yeah. cover it um, starting from the back, the back. and yeah. then drop it down over the front so yeah. you can see how much you've got. Yeah. And, then I and just also when hands. you're you're smoothing it, I always smooth, I lean over the cake and smooth the back of the cake and then turn it and then smooth the back yeah, of the cake. Yeah, and turn. Yeah, yeah. I never try and smooth the front of the cake. I always try and smooth the back of the cake. Do you do you do the upside down or the right way up method? If I've got, I do, I do the, the right way up method. But okay. if I've got a bubble that I just, is just out of control, I will. Um... <laughs> Sorry, can I just say, Sammy's currently getting kisses from her dog. Yeah. He's just been, you want to cuddle. You want to cuddle. Bless his uh, heart. And um, so should we should explain what the difference is between the right way up and the upside down? Yes, I'm going to let you do that. Okay, so I use the upside down method. Yeah. If, if I'm, generally I use the upside down method. So you cover your cake. There's actually, I've got a reel. If you go and look on Instagram, I've got a reel from quite far back. I'll put it on stories at some point. Um, so you cover your cake, put your fondant over, you smooth it down kind of roughly, but you don't try and get your sharp edges at that point. So you then you trim the bottom of your fondant then you've got another board that you put on the top of the cake and you flip it upside down and then as you're smoothing your sides of your fondant you're pushing the fondant down onto the board and then that gives you a sharp edge and then you yeah. cut the top you cut like the trim the top off and then you flip it upside down and you should have sharp, a sharp edge the right way up method is to cover your cake and then use smoothers to get your nice sharp edge yeah which is what i i like to yeah do. see i'm not very good at that i end up with a, a ridge if i try and do it i don't know how i always do i don't know how i always end up with a ridge around the top of my uh, cake i i think that has <clears throat> to do with the amount of buttercream that is underneath the top part but I, and I how hard cakes. and how hard you push yeah i think it's something to do with how hard i'm pushing uh, yeah yeah yeah. Because I watched a tutorial done by Emily Hankins and she just kind of nips the two right. smoothers together and I've okay. been trying to do that. I mean, admittedly, I do get a ridge every now and then. But... I have. I did see someone the other day doing it um, and they almost had like a... They, like, well, they were cutting, they were trimming it because they like... Oh, yes, I've seen that method yeah, as well. Like, so like, they push, push, push the so hard. To, yeah, yeah. It, it creates... Um, a like like a frill, a, yeah, like a little frill that they've cut off. Yeah. Do you have a panel? So, oh yeah, I sometimes. If it, I mean, if the cake's just atrocious, I do. <laughs> See, I I often or if think it's a really massive, massive yeah, cake. If it's a tall cake, I think it's there's something like a ratio. If is that if it's taller than it is wide, then I'll panel it. Yeah, panel it. Yeah, it just makes it easier. Um, but I, I think we've pretty much covered everything. I know we, I did say about, um, uh, I didn't speak about sugar pastes because you, you did, have, you? Um, not sugar paste, flour paste. Oh, flour paste, yes. So yeah. I mean, again, there's loads flour of... Flour paste, modelling paste. paste. Modelling paste is for sculpting. Yeah. But you can, there are pastes out there now, yeah. which you can use for both. And I, I have. Um, yeah. And then there's like... Sometimes I use Tesco's if I, because I've, on my um, dummy cakes, I've just used Tesco's. Yeah. 
I've got a preference for Tesco's. I don't like the Sainsbury's one. But I Sainsbury's really... used to do a really nice modelling paste once or flower paste. They used yeah, to do a really, really do... nice flower paste once. I don't know yeah. if they still do. It depends what store you go to. Okay, okay. It, um, it has to be the big stores. And, um, oh, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. Um, um. <laughs> right, shall I get, while you're thinking, should I go through my list? Because there's a few that I have I haven't mentioned yes. actually um so if you're making like little models like little animals like cats dogs that sort of thing um use spaghetti for the internal structure because then if a kid takes it off the cake and bites it they're not biting into like a cocktail stick or something like that yeah. so if you need to stick the head on use a piece That's of spaghetti a good tip. um try to use vodka or gin instead of water to stick things the reason being that, um, and try to use a high alcohol content because alcohol evaporates quicker than water. So if you're putting vodka or gin on something and then you're sticking something to it, so if you're sticking two bits of fondant together, it will evaporate quicker and not leave pot marks, whereas water will take longer to dry and it will go sticky yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, so a lot of vodka are used in this house. Um, gunge. Oh, I love gunge. Gunge. So make gunge with fondant and water until it's like a really thick, gloopy. Yeah. Sticky. Yeah. Blob. <laughs> and then you can stick things. And it's like got this, it kind of goes, doesn't it? It's yeah. like a yeah. suction and it will stick like things. gorilla glue. Yeah. And it, things don't slide down the side of your cake and things like that. So gunge. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I've done the stick blender, dust in chocolate, buy the best you can, upside down method. Brushes. Always store your brushes upside down. Yeah. Don't store them on the bristles because you'll misshape yeah. them. Um, and always chip onto a chilled cake. There we go. Yeah, it's all mine. Are you ready? Always. It's time for product of the week, product of the week. It's product of the week. All right, go on, then you go first. Um, okay, so um, I've, I've done this as product of the week before. Have you? Okay, but it's a kind of a different product of the week. Okay. Because it's a, it's a podcast of the week. Oh, so, I really love um, Stephen Bartlett. And, um, Who is Stephen Bartlett? He's the um, uh, millionaire guy who's on Dragon's Den. Right. Um, yep. Youngish yeah. chap. He's about 29 now. Um, and um, so I always listen to his podcast. I listen to lots of them. And I've done that. as just said generally listen to his podcast because I yeah. think they're really good. But um, I thought I'm going to go right back to the very first one. Because I, mm. I, I've just started. Don't you hate it when it. listeners do that to us? <laughs> On us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually quite enlightening, and it okay. made me feel um, what he was saying was really good. It was really empowering, right? And um, and made you so because you know sometimes you just work, 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 yeah. and people are saying to you, "All you ever do is work." Da, 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 da. And and it made you think. Well, yeah, I'm doing this for a reason. I love what I'm doing. 
I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And it was it was a really good podcast. Oh. So I'm I've, I'm on to four now. Okay. So how old four. are these? I mean, like I think it's um typically my internet has um gone tits up and it won't log into it. Um, I've tried twice now. I think it was 2017. Oh, okay. So quite a while. It's about six, yeah. five, six years ago. Yeah. Okay. So what's the podcast called? The Diary, The Secret Diary. Oh, here we go. Um, the Diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett. So the first one, episode one, yeah. is called Sacrifice, Work-Life Balance and Purpose. Um, in the first chapter... Of my diary, I discuss what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I can't say that. Really. <laughs> entrepreneur. Yeah. Including the immense sacrifice involved from relationships to financial and personal, the unpredictable chaos around your lo- surrounding your life, how people will be the most important part of your life and business, the never-ending debate on work-life balance, and how my perception on my purpose has changed over the years. And and what a lot of what he said, even though he's in a completely different industry, yeah. um, a lot of what he said resonated with yeah. me. I'm going to go listen. Yeah, I oh. really enjoyed it. I just listened to it this morning. Oh, do you know, I've heard a lot of people recommend his podcast, but I've never listened to it. Yeah. So I do need to, I re- I need to go I listen. Really, I quite often listen yeah. to him regularly. Um because at the beginning, I think it's just him, and then right. further on down the line, he then starts having guests. Right. Okay. I'm and gonna I've go. only I've only ever really listened to them with guests. Right. I'm so going to go and listen then. Because he's such a lovely guy, and and he has so much. And he's only twenty nine. I think he may be thirty, thirty one now. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. So he's worked very, very yeah. hard. Good so, on him. Yeah, I, so I, I would go and listen. And you can look, I listen on Spotify, but I, okay. I should imagine you can get them. Yeah, probably, probably on all of them. Yeah. As are we, of course. Yeah. Um, right, so mine is related... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to drop that on there. <clears throat> mine is related to um, this week. Yeah. So mine, which I use all the time, which mm-hmm. we have just discussed, is my Innovative Sugar Works Sugar Shapers. Oh, yes, you do use those. I do them. So you can get, um, so they're modelling tools. There are two different packs. There are mini firm tips. No, I think maybe four packs, actually. There are firm tips and soft tips, and there are mini and large. I have the mini firm tip and the large soft. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know whether you can get them the other way around as well, but they're the ones I've got. There are six in each pack. So, um, and I just use them for everything. Mm. And at the moment, I've just noticed, so they're not cheap. They are not no, cheap. I, I, think, I was with you when you bought them. Yeah, I think I paid £70 pounds for two yeah. packets of them. And the recommended retail price is something like um, 40 quid now. It's like, so they're not cheap. But I've just noticed on Vanilla Valley, they've got them in their sale and they're £22 a packet. Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, so if you go onto Vanilla Valley, they're in their sale. Um, They've got the mini firm and I'm sure they've got... That'd be really good as a Christmas gift. 
Are you hinting to anyone in particular? No. I was going to say, <laughs> you need to let your, your, your children hear this then. <laughs> no, I was just thinking ahead for, for other people. Yes. Yeah. But no, they, they're really, and I love them. They, they've kind of got these knobbly bits on the side. So when you're holding them, you've got a real good grasp on them. They're all different. So they're all grey but the knobbly bits are different colours, so you can identify them really easy because mm. they've all got different tips on them. Yeah. So when you're looking at them, they kind of all look the same, but they've all got different colours. Um, yeah, they are my most used tool, and I did spend a lot of money on them, but I highly recommend them. That's good. If you're, if you're, doing, if you're doing like carved cakes and cakes with textures and fiddly bits and pieces, yeah. they are definitely worth it, definitely. So... There's mine. There you go. Wow. Right. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. The next time I see you will be in Birmingham. (laughs) Panic attack. Yes. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Yes. We will be there in Birmingham. Sammy will be there Friday. I will be Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I will be there Saturday and Sunday. Mm. Um, If you see us, come and say hi. Yes, please do. We will have our microphone. We'd love to chat to you. Yes. You don't have to chat. Don't so don't you just look don't, at us. Yeah, don't come and say hello to us. Don't not come and say hello to us if you're worried we're going to make you chat on on a microphone. Um, mm. Yeah, please come and say hi. Um, and if you want to be chatting to us on the podcast, then we can just do say that hello. Too. Yeah. Okay then. Right. See you on the other side. Yes. Yeah, see you up there with your your gold. <laughs> going for going for gold. <laughs> Okay. I've heard that for so long. <laughs> oh gosh, right. Okay. See you in Birmingham. Bye.